Welcome to Wednesday Night Worship at First Baptist. Tonight's speaker is Dr. Jeff Reynolds. Let's pray together. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for the opportunity this Holy Week to turn to your word and to be reminded of the redemption that you have provided for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, Lord, as we look to a faith story of one whom you used to redeem your people so many years ago, let us be stirred and reminded that you are our deliverer today. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to invite you to look with me to Hebrews chapter 11 yet again as we continue on our journey through faith stories. And this time we are looking at verses 24 through 28. And the particular faith story at which we're looking this week is the faith story of Moses. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verses 24 through 28 will be our theme for our message tonight. And we're going to see some amazing things about Moses, but we're also going to see some amazing things about God. The writer of Hebrews writes, it is carried along by the Holy Spirit, saying, By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 28. And I want to give us two points tonight. The first is this. Moses chose God over pleasure. Moses chose God over pleasure. Let me read to us again verses 24 through 26. By faith Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. There are a couple things going on here. First, the last time we met, we talked about how Moses' mother and father functioned by faith in Almighty God to keep Moses alive. They had to hide him from the decree of the wicked Pharaoh who decreed that all the Hebrew baby boys needed to be killed. Well, thankfully, they feared God more than they feared the king. And they hid Moses. And then when the time came that they could hide him no longer, you remember, they put him in a basket and floated him down the Nile River. And what happened? God carried that precious baby to the daughter of the very king who had decreed that he should die. And Pharaoh's daughter took pity on this little baby and adopted him as her own, such that Moses was raised in the king's house. He was raised in the kingdom that had declared that he should die. That's that's as one preacher might put it, God beating the devil with his own stick. I love those sorts of things. But Moses grew up, and what's interesting is the writer of Hebrews tells us that Moses chose God over the fleeting pleasures of being a part of the king's house. And you have to imagine, the king's house offered a lot of pleasures. There was nothing for which he had to want. There was, there was nothing for which he had need. And yet, as he looked out at his people, who were God's people, he chose to identify with them 
rather than identifying with the lavish culture of Egypt. He chose God over pleasure. And I know that in this sort of a context, that sounds great, but if we think about this in real life, think about the opportunity to have everything you ever wanted or to have God. You know, it might be a little bit more difficult of a decision if we're seeing everything we could ever want before us and then choosing God whom we cannot see. Well, Moses chose God and the writer of Hebrews says that he considered the reproach of Christ. And this is interesting is the writer of Hebrews ties this all together. Of course, we worship God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But recognizing that Moses as even this type of the prophet who would come, Moses as this deliverer who is a type of Christ and type simply means one in the past who pointed toward the one who would come in the future. He chose to bear that reproach over and above the fleeting pleasures of sin. So, Moses chose God over pleasure. For you and me, I wonder if we would make the same decision. Well, only by the power of the Holy Spirit, we certainly can. But then notice what else Moses chose. The second point, Moses chose God over fear. Moses chose God over fear. The Bible says that by faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. Now here's what's amazing. Do you remember Moses is 80 years old, he's out in the wilderness, he's been a fugitive from Egypt for 40 years, and he sees on the side of a mountain a bush that is burning but is not consumed. And so he goes over to investigate this curious thing, and suddenly the bush starts speaking to him, Moses, take off your sandals, for the ground upon which you stand is holy ground. And Moses converses with Almighty God, and God says, I have seen the suffering of my people in Egypt, and I will send you to be my agent to go and deliver them from that suffering. And what does Moses say? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Please send somebody else. I really don't want to go. Have you ever told God no? Well, if you have, you've realized a couple things. Number one, you have grace for Moses. But number two, you know that God wins those arguments, doesn't he? Well, Moses didn't want to go. He didn't feel like he had what it took to go. And yet God had chosen him. And even though Moses protested several times to God, send somebody else, I can't do this, I'm not a good speaker, it, they won't believe me. God sent him nonetheless. So Moses chose to obey God rather than to cower in fear, which was his first response. Then as he stood in front of Pharaoh, the most powerful human being on the planet at the time, he chose to trust Almighty God over and above whatever fear he might have been facing there in Pharaoh's court. You know, the odds were stacked against him from a human perspective. But Moses didn't espouse merely a human perspective. He knew that God had sent him. And he knew that God would see him through. And he knew that God would work in miraculous ways to bring his people out of bondage in Egypt. And he did. That night when Egypt came out, you remember the 10th plague, 
was the death of the firstborn in Egypt. And what did God give His people? He gave them the Passover. So if they slaughtered the Passover lamb and they put the blood on the lintel and doorposts, then God would pass over those homes because they had sacrificed in worship to Almighty God a substitute. And that substitute had died in their place so that they might live. The impetus behind that sacrifice was faith in Almighty God. Faith that Moses exhibited even as he obeyed God over and against his fear. Faith that the people of God exhibited as they obeyed God over and against what might have been their fear. And faith for you and me that would compel us by the power of the Holy Spirit to obey God who has sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, to be our Deliverer, to lead us out of bondage and slavery to sin into the freedom that God gives all who trust and follow Jesus. And so this Holy Week, as we once again look to the cross upon which Jesus died, as we once again look toward the resurrection and the glory of that Easter Sunday morning, I pray that we would be the kind of people who function like Moses by faith, that we would choose God over fleeting pleasures, and that we would choose God over fear. Would you pray with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the price that you have paid for us in Jesus Christ our Lord. We're thankful for the example that we have in Moses, one who went where you called even though he had his hesitations. Lord, for us, so many times we have hesitations too. By the power of your Holy Spirit, may we be the kind of people who go, even when the pleasures look so good or even when the fear feels so big. May we trust you enough to follow you, and may you be glorified by the way that we live our lives. And Lord, before we bring our time together tonight to a close, once again, we join together our hearts and our minds and our voices to pray that prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. And in so doing, we will answer the question, Whose Father? Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to worship with us tonight. And we hope that this Easter Sunday morning or any Sunday morning, you would join us at 11 a.m. as we celebrate that Christ our Lord is risen from the grave. God bless you.